Hello, my friends. I'm coming to you live uh, from the streets of Davos, Switzerland, where the World Economic Forum is meeting. I want you to get the video version of this program because I want you to see what it's like here. Just go to rebelnewsplus.com and click subscribe. It's eight bucks a month and you get the value for it for sure. But more importantly to me, you help keep Rebel News alive. That's rebelnewsplus.com. Thanks. Tonight, boy, did we get some VVIPs on camera here at the World Economic Forum. It's January 17th, and this is the Ezra Levant Show. Shame on you, you censorious bug. Hi there, I'm on the streets of Davos. I guess the way to look at Davos is sort of like Banff, except for a lot harder to get to than Banff. And Banff, if they bought up every single hotel room and Airbnb within an hour's drive. And the they, of course, they bought it up is the World Economic Forum led by Klaus Schwab. It's almost too perfect that his father was a Nazi industrialist, actually moved to Nazi Germany to run a factory for Hitler. That supervillain look and sound he has is too much. Maybe that's another reason that Christia Freeland likes him so much. Christia Freeland in town today, we were looking for her, but I think she's decided not to walk on the streets. Uh, she might be scrummed like she was by our friend David Menzies uh, a few days ago. Why is your government supporting Islamo-Nazis? I should tell you that we've had lots of scrums on the streets and police have just been a few feet away and not one of them has moved a muscle to stop us in any way. And the reason for that is here in Switzerland, as opposed to Canada, as opposed to Australia, as opposed to the United Kingdom, the police actually respect civil liberties. In fact, I find this one next fact endearing. The police here are shy. They're shy. You go up to them, they, they sort of say, don't talk to me, don't record me, I have my privacy. And they're not saying it out of weakness, they're saying it out of an assertion of their place in society and their privacy. I find that very touching. And I sort of wish the police had that light touch back in Canada. Uh, let me tell you, it is extremely safe here in Davos. You can imagine how safe it is given all the VVVIPs in town. They don't need that heavy hand that you're seeing in Canada. But some of, that's what it's like on the streets of Davos. But in these pavilions and in the secret conclaves and in the political congresses, oh, they're talking about a lack of freedom. They're talking about destroying freedom. Of course, they don't say it. Tyrants never call themselves a tyrant. Tyrant called themselves a savior, solving problems. So they don't talk about censorship here. They would never use that word. They talk about misinformation and disinformation. We scrummed various executives from Facebook and Google and YouTube. They would never call themselves censors. They would call it public safety. That's what they would say. It's the same excuse they used during the pandemic too. Speaking of which, I don't know if you saw this, but they're talking about infection X or pandemic X. That's what they're calling it. It's all the buzz of the World Economic Forum. Especially the disease X, it's um, attracting a lot of attention. And I hope you have seen in the social media. Um, but it's not a new idea. 
Um, the first time we used the terminology was in 2018. Um, the discussions were in 2017. I was just new director general. Uh, as you know, we annually list the emerging diseases. Uh, and uh, MERS could be one, Zika, <laughs> Ebola, those we know. But then we said, there are things that are unknown that may happen. And anything happening is a matter of when, not if. So we need to have a placeholder for that, for the disease we don't know that may come. And that was when we gave the name disease X. To have better prepared and to address the disease X is the pandemic agreement. Mm -hmm. The pandemic agreement can bring all the experience, all the challenges that we have faced and all the solutions into one. And that agreement can help us to prepare for the future in, in a better way. Because this is about a common enemy. And without a shared response, starting from the preparedness, it, you know, we will face the same problem as, as, as COVID. And deadline for the pandemic agreement is May 2024, and member states are negotiating. This is between countries. Um, and I hope they will deliver uh, this pandemic agreement by that time, by, on the deadline. Because if this generation cannot do it, we're the lived community. We have the first-hand experience. I don't think incoming generation, the next generation will do it. It's like they're erotically excited about the prospect. They've already named the next pandemic because the people here did so well in the last pandemic. You didn't. You were locked in your home. You lost your job. But the masters of the universe had the best years ever. I mean, the, the amount of wealth that, say, Jeff Bezos of... Um, Amazon. I mean, his wealth doubled during the pandemic because everyone had to buy stuff by delivery vehicle. The, and the tech sector boomed because people couldn't meet and talk to each other one-on-one. -on -one. They had to do, deal with each other through their phones and laptops. I mean, did you have you ever, ever heard of the app called Zoom five years ago? I hadn't, and I think I sort of follow these things. But now, so all these tech people, and of course, the pharmaceutical industry boomed during the pandemic and they all want that back, but mostly they want power and control. And you know what scares me about all that? Is the same boss who ran the United Nations World Health Organization, that same boss who oversaw the worldwide lockdowns, the worldwide vax mandates, the worldwide assault on liberty, he's still around. And he was here today. And my colleague, Avi Yamini, went up to him and spoke truth to power. Here, take a look at that video scrum. Boy, I wish I had been there. I was somewhere else while Avi was doing the work. Take a look. Hi, Dr. Tedros. Can I ask you, Dr. Tedros, how, how are you doing? Um, do you think you did well in uh, COVID and if you're going to do as well in disease X? Mr. Tedros, how you doing? How do you feel you went in COVID? We're rushing to a meeting. Oh, we can Maybe walk later on? We'd love to walk with you to the meeting. What's the meeting about? Is it about disease X? It's a, bit, a meeting with UAE. With the UAE? Do, do, 
okay. Dr. Adnan, do you believe that lockdown should always be rejected as a public health measure? Can we talk later? What time? I'm happy to arrange a meeting with you, we, sir. Yeah. Do you believe lockdown should be rejected as a public health measure? What, 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 what is disease X? Mr. Tedros, what is disease X? And when is China going to release it? Do you think the man... Yeah. The World Health Organization wants actually, during the coronavirus pandemic, can you change the definition of How are you doing? I would love to talk to you, doctor. Do, do you apologize for what you did during COVID? And should people have to go through disease X with you now that you say it's 10 times worse? Sir, it's a simple question. Do you condemn public health interventions like lockdowns and vaccine mandates? Are you going to apologise for getting everything wrong from mask mandates to vaccine mandates? Okay, sorry. Don't push me. Doctor, Dr Tedros, this is your chance to apologise to the world for your role during COVID. Would you like to take it? It's okay to get... Do we have to wait for you to get everything wrong in disease X? Do you think the vaccine mandates are wrong? You got everything from mask mandates to vaccines wrong. Do you want to apologise? Or do we have to suffer? In Australia, we we had the longest lockdowns in our city and that was based on your advice. You don't want to apologise to Australians or anyone? What about the current excess deaths? Do you want to talk about those? Do you take any responsibility for people who died because of the policies you pushed? It's rebuild, regaining, they say regaining trust is the theme this year. Are you part of the reason why they've lost trust in the WEF and everybody finally knows who you are and what you stand for? Thank you, Dr. Tedros, for showing us how transparent you and the World Economic Forum really is. Well, welcome back. And here's the man of the hour, Abi Amini, our chief Australia correspondent. Did you stake him out? How did you know? I mean, this strip here, it's more than a mile long. Like, there's a hundred little nooks and crannies, and we don't know where these people are going to be. How did you know that Tedros, the head of the World Health Organization, was going to be where he was where he, when he was? Or was it just a random encounter? Yeah, I, Ezra, we've, you know, we've been at that entrance for hours, 10 hours probably yesterday. Today, something close. I, I would love to stand here and take all the credit because that's what I enjoy doing. But the truth is... Kian, the cameraman, spotted um, spotted him and, and called out, and, and we just went straight to work because that's that's what we're here for. Now, he didn't give a lot of answers. I, I think he said something about, well, book a, book a time or something. They never mean that. They just say that they would never in a million years uh, grant Rebel News uh, a, a sit-down interview. Uh, we, well, took, we took their word last time for it. Remember when, when Dr. DeBarro, when, when he said the same thing to me, but he actually engaged, um, but he said, let's do a proper sit-down one. They never respond after. It's a way to avoid in the time. Let me show our viewers what you're talking about. I really like this. And this is when Davos was, I think, in the summertime or the springtime. It was a little less frozen. Here's Avi with uh, someone, I think it was from the UN's um, envoy, or was the World Health Organization? Or UN is World Health Organization. Anyways, here's the video. I'll stop now because you're asking me quite aggressive questions. Well, well I think and the I whole... Didn't ask to be interviewed this is an interview done against my approval the vaccination is also no, the vaccine if this interview people are vac forced vaccinated do you think that's okay that's against I, their will and that's that's who pushed the, the the vaccine no, i have never 
called for forced vaccination myself. Do you realise... Do you think that they should drop those mandates around the world? Do you I have think... said mandates. I've said vaccination mandates. That's really a last resort. You know... What, you what resort? With, at what point you know, should you, you deal... ever force somebody to have a vaccine? Any I resort? I would not. I would personally never want anything mandated. You see, you can't... Why is that not the WHO official position? I am not giving the WHO official position. Gosh, you're an aggressive interviewer, but I'm still entertaining you. I, I hope it. viewers can understand, and I hope this is not cut out, that I've been ambushed in the street, and I'm responding to this gentleman's... I don't even know his name. Avi I'm responding to his questions because I believe that it is my duty to attempt to communicate. I so appreciate, I, I appreciate that. I don't I mean to. I, I don't mean to be. Strange. We're just running fast, so that's why yeah. I, just, I'm, I, I get. I'm it. late for a meeting. All right, you can go to the meeting. I think you have to remember the WHO is an organisation that exists, owned by 194 countries, and all it tries to do is to offer the best advice it can to everybody. But it's up to individual countries to decide whether to follow it. You have to let me go. Does it, does it sometimes get it wrong? Well. I... I mean, I'm sorry, I'm not actually going to say any answer to that question because there's been great reviews done of WHO. I guess, I guess uh, last question. I asked that, I asked that because, because big tech that are here, they rely on you. So if somebody says something online that contradicts what you're saying, what the WHO says, they get banned from social media. So yeah, I don't, again, I am not... Do you know I don't work for WHO? I'm an envoy on behalf of WHO. Okay. And uh, I try to so you're do distancing my... yourself from No, them. I'm not distancing myself. It's just that you are asking questions that I can't okay. answer. All right. Thank you for your time. I and apologize. I, I, mean, I would like to say to those of you who are watching this, you know, I would be very happy to be interviewed normally about this. Can I get a card? be ambushed. I don't have any cards left. David, where, where can I catch you to, to, to continue this interview? Uh, let me just write it down. So there you go. I, I don't mean to... Um, I give you a spoiler for how the story ends, but no, he did not grant a scheduled interview with Avi. Um, what do you make of, of Tedros? Uh, sometimes I think, well, these guys must hate being scrummed by citizen journalists. But then I think, you know, that's our point of view because we think we landed a few punches. But this guy operates, I would use the, the phrase VVVIP, like not just a VV. IP, but a triple, very, very, very important person. He truly is in the league of presidents and tyrants and billionaires. And like he is a master of the universe. So part of me thinks he couldn't care less what citizen journalists say about him, even if that video, I mean, the video you did with him, it's on its way to a million views easily. I don't think he cares because what are you going to do? Fire him? <laughs> Look, I, I think on a personal level, you can read his face and you can see it in the moment. He cared. Um, what I find interesting is how many doctors do you know need, uh, yeah, I know he's not a 100% real doctor, but how many doctors do you know, people that use a title doctor, do you know that have such um, security guards, big, proper, professional, they were probably the most professional security guards I've encountered. And we've encountered a few here just trying to get these scrums. Um, it's, it's, it's very telling in itself. Well, I'm glad you got him. We've had some very interesting interviews over the last few days. We haven't been able to keep up with all the editing because we're out here on the streets and we could go and edit, but we just want to make maximum time on the street. Like seriously, every single person you see walking behind us, um, most of them have a name tag on. I mean, you can recognize with your eyes famous people like 
Dr. Tadros. But for example, I don't know if you saw the other day when I scrummed for eight minutes long, the president of the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. I had no idea what he looked like. So our team with eagle eyes reads the name tags really quickly. And then we have to think of questions really quickly and walk and talk. And sometimes they duck away and run away. Other times they actually have thoughtful conversations. It's rare, but it has happened probably half a dozen times in our stay here. So that's what we do. We stand out on the street. Sometimes we go into different pavilions. We're not allowed in the control areas, but on the streets, so many of these folks here are used to having their guard down because I think other than us, three of our friends from True North are here, and and one alumni from Rebel News, Callum Smiles, is here. Other than that, I don't think there is a single citizen journalist here. And so everyone feels like they're in a safe space from prickly questions. Avi, last, uh, last moment to you. What, what do you think of Davos this year as opposed to last year or the year before? This is your third time here. Is there any difference you can spot? It's a lot busier. In fact, you, you see, we can't even get car parks. We, we have to catch a train because there's nowhere to get in. And I think it's important for the viewers to know, like we get all the credit because we're the ones that at the end you see, but it's the team. It's Lincoln, it's uh, Ken, it's Benji. They're the ones actually either spotting, finding, reading. Lincoln's become a king. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at him in awe. I can't do that. Um, so this is really a team effort. And the guys in Canada, you know, like you said, we can't be editing everything. They're doing a bunch of the editing. So thanks to everyone involved and thanks to the viewers who are helping fund all those levels of this operation, this mission that I think is so important. Yeah, we really do need help. We are not uh, at break even yet. And um, we had the economy class airfare to get here, but the number one cost was that Airbnb. Like I said before, they booked up every hotel room, every Airbnb for at least 50 kilometers away. And so we had to buy one that was expensive. Because I don't know, I guess we could sleep in our car, but I don't think the police and military would allow that. And I wouldn't want to freeze. Plus, we have to be ready to do our work. So if you can help us out, please go to wefreports.com. Go there anyways, because that's where all our videos are. And we'll be adding probably five or ten a day for the next couple of days. That's our show for today. Until tomorrow, on behalf of us at Rebel Headquarters in Canada and here on the ground in Davos, Switzerland, to you at home, good night and keep fighting for freedom. I'd recognize that voice anywhere. How you doing? I'm sorry, not this morning. What are you sorry about? Well, I'm sorry that I can't stop to talk to you. Let's not stop, let's talk and walk. We got. 60 seconds. I got one question for you. I've been thinking about CNN and yourself, especially a lot of credibility, a lot of reputation. But how can you ask critical questions here if uh, if you're paying to be here? Like CNN pays to be here. So how can you critically ask questions about the WEF? I always find it's best to be very careful when walking, talking and doing interviews, particularly in snowy conditions, because I think now you're avoiding the question. I think it's because you're embarrassed. I think it's always very important to understand. No, now we have two against one. We're, I'm not against you, mate. We're, we're all on the side of the truth. At least I am. I know you are too. Now, Listen. let me ask you, do you ski? I have a better question that's more in the public interest. How can CNN report neutrally or objectively on the World Economic Forum if you're paying hundreds of thousands of dollars to be here? You're part of the insiders. When you say 
We are paying hundreds of thousands of dollars to be here. That's right. Precisely what do you mean? Well, um, to get access to the inside, CNN and the other regime media pay hundreds of thousands of the dollars. Other, sorry? Regime media. Excuse me? Regime, R-E-G-I-M-E. Excuse me? Yes. My God, you know, you are, this is fascinating. You're not you, doing very well as an answerer. You're you good as an asker, but not as an answerer. more cameras to try and get me. I'm not trying to get you, mates. I'm trying to get an answer from you. It's different. Lovely weather. Tell me, you've been here every single year. We bumped into you last year. Um, this year, the theme is regaining trust. Why do you think your lords here at WEF have lost so no, much no, trust? Stop it, stop it. Rephrase the question in a neutral fashion and you might stand an answer, a chance of getting like, an answer. Like CNN does? You don't like it when it's... Uh, Listen, I think you're a great board. question asker. I watch you. I, I so love your voice. Questions. Answer my questions. What's your purpose? My purpose is to find out how you can be an objective journalist but also pay to be part of the team. But you're assuming we pay to be part of the team. I know you do. What? Show All me. of these organizations yeah. along here pay an enormous amount of and money to you, Klaus Schwab. And do you see us along here? No, you're in the inner sanctum. Uh, for, for which we pay for the facilities of studios sure. and broadcasting if, if that lets you sleep at night, mate. We pay for that in all sorts of venues. Yeah. You know we what? We pay for the facilities. And I assure you, sir, I assure you, the numbers you have for what we might pay for facilities, i.e. electricity, tables. And access. No. Hundreds of thousands of dollars for yes. tables. Are they golden tables? Yes. yes, yes. There is no payment for access. Let me just say this again, to be absolutely clear. The access is a bonus. The access is part of my job. And you would never jeopardize that by asking questions oh, that are too prickly. Oh, you are clearly erroneous, sir. Show me a you, prickly question you've asked here at this place. You'd get booted out. Look at Klaus, interviews with Klaus Schwab over the years. We have become too much pessimists. Look, humankind was driven, uh, so was the paradigm, the, the narrative, to take care of the next generations, to take care of the neighbors. And we have lost this capability to a certain extent. How do we get that back? Look, the world is also full of opportunities. My questioning of Klaus Schwab has been over the years some of the more difficult and, if you will, uncomfortable for WEF. I don't believe that. World Economic Forum's theme this year, Rebuilding Trust, where it aims to hit the target. That's also the philosophy of the Davos Curling Club. So when the skip says, here, you make the curl like that. So that's why it's called curling, because yeah, you curl. It curls. Curls, yes. Look at what I say about WEF. Look um, at the articles I've written about WEF. I say basically, my fundamental view on WEF? Yes. A lot of what happens here is a waste of time. A lot of it is far too expensive. But there is real value in people coming together at the beginning of the year to see where they stand on controversial or political... With no democratic oversight, no opposition party, and no independent journalists. It is a crypto oh, no, government. It, it's on. a lobbyist festival. It's unregistered lobbyists. You get okay. away with things. Right. You have now transgressed. You have followed me for the last however many minutes. I've made it clear I didn't particularly want to be interviewed. I've given you some answers. Now will you let me proceed? Go You're ahead. You're to be in your safe space. You're about to go past the gate. But why do you think I, we don't get access but you do? I really love the fact 
really love it, that you will take whatever I say, in however I say it, and manage to turn it either. We've learned from the master. Yeah, We've learned from you're the master. You're, CNN. Do you're doing it now. And either turn it against me, or against CNN, or against anybody else that you deem to be unworthy of your approval. Well done, sir. Go with the masters of the universe. Go with your people. Go to go to your people. Those are your people. I'm looking forward to seeing how you edit this. It'll be raw, my friend. Uncut. Excellent. In which case, you will fully understand it's not particularly pleasant at half past nine in the morning to be ambushed by one, two, three, four, five people. Five. I don't even deploy that many people when I'm going to interview a president. You've got that many people in the makeup room alone. There's many criminals here we would love to hold accountable. And I think CNN VIP alert. VIP coming through. Clear the way. Supports it. CNN often is the one that uh, props these criminals up. I'm going to call him criminal. I'm not going to call him a criminal. Listen, he's... Not him. Not him. I'm he, saying who they prop up here. He's he's a journalist, and so when he has questions to ask, you know it. He'll ask tough questions when he wants to. But he won't ask tough questions in there because you have to be part of the club. And if you stink up the joint, you won't be allowed back in. We know that because one of our colleagues was accredited last year. He was blackballed this year. And I think that uh, he, I think we cut him to the quick. I think he was very thin-skinned, which is unusual for him because I think we were getting a little too close to the truth.